0: The Blaze Radio Network on demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze
1: Radio Network.
0: I was really disturbed this weekend, all this weekend. I, I, uh, I read an op-ed in the Washington Post about uh, abortion and 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 people who are standing against laws that say we shouldn't kill uh, those with Down syndrome. I don't, I, don't underst- I don't understand it. it. Look, if you don't want to take care of a child with Down syndrome, okay. But there are people that would take a child with Down syndrome. There are, lots of them. To just say that it's, you know, hey, it's my right. I, I don't want to have this child. Well, that, that okay, okay, all right. But it's a child. It's a child. And I think we're so much worse off without a child. But because we are living in this postmodern world where there is no such thing as reason, there is no such thing as questioning, there is no such thing as truth, there is no such thing as, uh, uh, as reality, well, then we can do whatever we want. And this is really coming from the, the universities. Um, they've been pushing it, but they've been pushing these kinds of things for a long time. I mean, remember the, the eugenics movement came from Germany and the reason why it c- came from Germany over here, the reason how it, in the 1880s, we started going to, you know, uh, our, our elites went to school over in Germany. Our doctors went to school in Germany. And they were into this nihilistic God is dead kind of thing. Misunderstanding what Nietzsche was saying. Nietzsche actually was warning the people. God is dead. We've killed him. We've killed him. Now what's our God? That's a really important question. Now what's our God? Because we are serving other gods. We are. Whether it's a political party or money or our jobs or Whatever we're serving another God people who are saying I I think I can uh, abort a down syndrome child. You're serving the God of yourself. I I want my time. I want my life that I was promised you weren't promised anything. And I think we are worse off without these children. I'm going to do a special tonight. I want you to watch at five o'clock. I want to I want to show you the history and where this leads where this leads, because I did a lot of homework this weekend. Because it was really it really bothered me. But I want to go back to um Stu, do you have the um professor from
2: uh Yeah, some of the audio from in, that? Yeah, do you have that? Yeah, Roger Scruton.
0: Yeah, Roger Scruton. Okay, so Roger Scruton is this uh is a professor uh that uh says, you know, we've we've got a problem. Now he's speaking in Australia. And he's saying, we have a problem and I I want to talk to you about it, um, but I could talk to you you about it here, kind of, if everybody will stay rational, but I definitely can't have this conversation in America. So let's play cut one.
1: One of the first things that that happens when a a totalitarian government takes over— is that the universities are cleaned up. As I say, people who are doing that kind of thing uh, get thrown out. This is what happened when the Nazis took over the German universities and when the Soviets took over, the the communists took over the the Russian universities. Uh, And it was the case in Eastern Europe in my day, with the sole exception of Poland, which had universities which were the only universities uh, where every uh, uh, professor was on the right. Uh, That was because the communists were everywhere. But uh, but, uh, on the whole, this is the first move that the totalitarian mentality makes to stop that kind of free-minded, open scholarship in pursuit of truth. And it may be that, um, that there has to be something like that. Uh, you know, maybe after all, in the, middle, in the Middle Ages, maybe theology was like that. Uh, but the interesting thing about medieval theology is that it encouraged the intellectual method uh, despite its requirement of orthodoxy.
0: So, so it's really interesting what he's saying is, the, the, whenever there's a totalitarian regime anywhere in the world, the first thing they do is they take the universities. And the universities are meant to question, hold to the facts, and use scientific standards to be able to decide. And he's saying that we have rejected that just the way they did in Europe, just the way they did in Russia, just the way they do in China. It rejected those scientific standards. And we are entering a new dark ages. And, and you know, that might sound like hyperbole to those who might be listening on the left, But it's, can you honestly say that scientific standards have been adhered to, boy, this is controversial, for um, uh, for climate change? I mean, I'm willing to look at the, the thermometer and say, okay, thermometer is going up, thermometer is going down. I am not willing to project a weather pattern out over 100 years. I'm not willing to look at weather or or climate over 100 years because you've already been wrong. Well, you could look at it. You just have to apply the appropriate level of
2: skepticism and uncertainty, which is
0: not allowed. Correct. Then also, you cannot shun those who have a different opinion. Scientific standards. Rely on you to say, okay, wait a minute, question, question, question. Is there any new data? Is there anything that's changing? Question, question, question. We're not questioning anymore. And that should scare everyone. We need to question these things. Now I'm willing to I'm willing to say, okay, uh global warming is happening. It makes sense to me that maybe man is playing a role in that. I don't think man is insignificant. But I also don't think that the the planet is, uh, the planet will destroy us before we can destroy it. And I don't want that to happen. I want to, you know, do the things that we can do. I'm willing to do those things. If you prove, without even proving, it's good to take care of the planet. But if you prove to me that we are doing things, okay, so then what's the next step? What's the most effective thing we can do? Well, stop eating meat get rid of farms okay how come i'm not hearing that
2: you only yeah you very rarely do and that's the same source of the un that that gives us all the rest of it
0: so it it doesn't happen because it doesn't entail 14 trillion dollars of wealth being redistributed that's why there's no wealth redistribution
2: uh, when it comes to the farms. No. You, don't, you don't need laws. You don't need don't, more control. You just just people stop. can just do it, right? Just stop eating meat. And, of course, they won't. I mean, very rarely. It took Al Gore, what, five or six... No, it's longer than that. Well, Ten years before he supposedly converted. Right. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to know if that's actually true. But instead of being in a place where you can question things like that, uh, we are in a place where a the Australian government uh, has provided a $19,000 grant to a playwright who has written a play entitled Kill Climate Deniers. Oh, my gosh. The plot, a classic rock band, takes the stage in Parliament's House Main Hall, and 96 armed eco-terrorists storm the building and take the entire government hostage, threatening to execute everyone unless Australia ends global warming.
0: Is, is Is that more akin to the
2: Dark Ages...
0: Or to the Enlightenment.
2: Of course the Dark
0: Ages. Of course. Of course, of course it is. And that's exactly what we're being dragged back into. We, we fought hard as, as man. We fought hard to get out of the Dark Ages. Where somebody said, I know the answer and you don't. And I'm basing it on what was then known as something that you didn't use any of your senses... You couldn't see it, taste it, feel it, hear it. It was called nonsense. And so we rejected all things that were nonsense. We fought hard to get out of the dark ages and we are going back into it and we're being led to a slaughter. And we we got to. Turn this around. Now listen to what he says about, listen to what he says about uh, uh, women's studies, et cetera, et cetera.
1: So we we have been lucky in inheriting universities of that kind. But is it the case that we still have them? Uh, We we have seen the growth of an extraordinary number of new subjects in the university uh, in which the pursuit of truth seems to be secondary to something else. Uh, the other thing being the pursuit of some kind of political conformity. Uh, if you take a, a subject like women's studies, um, uh, now I know this is a controversial issue, but perhaps it can be talked about freely in this room. You can't talk about it freely in America on the whole. Uh, anyway, there there is a subject. It's very difficult to imagine that you would succeed in that subject if you didn't have either at the outset or certainly in the conclusion, feminist opinions. And uh, it's a subject constructed around an ideology. Uh, It might be that this ideology is grounded in truth, who knows? But to question it uh, is something which uh, is essentially uh, made impossible, both by the curriculum and by the way of teaching it and i think you'll find that there're quite a lot of subjects like that growing in our universities in which conformity to an orthodoxy takes precedence over intellectual method
0: he talks about so what is, so what is the solution that you replace the the male hierarchy with female hierarchy you replace the uh white hierarchy with the black hierarchy that's not that that's not scientific that's not thoughtful that's that's nothing that's truly nothing just makes you feel good it, for a little while mm-hmm. until you realize that people are people glen beck the place radio network